Shalom, my friends, and welcome to the Roots of Flourishing podcast. I am Dr. Chris Lasante, and this is the podcast where we explore the roots of human flourishing through medical knowledge, philosophical reasoning, and theological insights. Episode 2, The Root of Balance. Remember our big picture from episode one, that the human is a multidimensional being that in order to flourish should have all four dimensions be in balance, working in harmony, and mutually subordinate to one another. Today, we will look at the first of these three criteria for flourishing, balance. A fundamental truth is that being out of balance within or amongst our dimensions is really the root of nearly all our problems. As we noted with the fact of the interrelationship amongst the dimensions, that if a dimension is out of balance, then it will commonly affect the other dimensions as well. So, if my biologic realm is out of balance commonly when I have a cold, then that frequently has spillover effects into the other dimensions. However, most of the time, when I am out of sorts, which usually manifests as being stressed out or anxious, I know that usually I am out of balance amongst the dimensions. I am usually focusing too much on my psychologic or even social dimensions while neglecting or harming my biologic or spiritual ones. It's interesting that balance is ubiquitous. Everywhere you look, there's a delicate balance of really everything. Looking at the physical universe, for instance, the balance of the strong and electromagnetic forces is very, very finely tuned, where even a 1% change would dramatically alter the universe. Interestingly, the physicist Dr. Rod Nave from Georgia Tech says this, the universe with its constants, laws, and initial conditions requires exquisite balance to produce the relatively stable environment which makes life possible. Again, underscoring the exquisite balance that's required to just have our physical universe. Additionally, the biologic universe must also be in balance. Our ecosystem must be in balance, such as in the appropriate balance between such things as predators and prey. There are many examples in history and currently where an ecosystem is out of balance due to an introduced species. I live in Texas, and currently our example is something called zebra mussels, which are originally from the Caspian Sea, but now have been transported here, where they're having a bad impact on our lakes and fish. The Texas Invasives website states, Invasive mussels take over habitats from native species, damaging lake ecology and affecting fish populations. This is merely one example of many of the importance of balance within an ecosystem. While balance is also robustly seen within and between the myriad of systems within the human body. Going back to blood glucose parameter that Dr. Solmacy referred to demonstrates this point. Blood sugar must be kept within a balance of normal limits, or else bad things will occur. If your blood glucose is too low, you may faint, whereas if it is too high, then you will develop diabetes. Neither condition is good for your health, again seeing that balance is essential. So, in the same manner, a balance amongst our four dimensions is essential for our human flourishing. This fact is intuitively proven by a variety of expressions where we refer to this essential concept. One such example is the need for a balanced diet. Another is a balance between work and rest. Theologically, the Bible early on in the Ten Commandments speaks of a Sabbath rest, 
where one day of every seven would be set apart for rest and worship. Even the animals were to be given this rest from work one day out of each week. Specifically, within my own discipline of radiology, it's recommended that for every 20 minutes of screen time that you rest your eyes by looking away for at least 20 seconds, thus balancing the biologic, our vision, with our psychologic desire to read our patient's studies. Additionally, the age-old adage, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy, reminds us that we need to have a balance between work and play. On the other hand, all play and no work makes Jack a very hungry boy. A currently popular expression that encompasses this is the importance of work-life balance. However, with all these sayings, it still seems that there is more to it than just merely tallying up the amount of one dimension of our humanity versus the other three at the end of the day, a week, or even a month. Balance also incorporates important aspects of timing. For instance, you need about seven to eight hours of sleep per day, but you cannot work a week straight and then compensate by sleeping 56 hours straight. Exercise is another example. We need regular exercise to achieve health benefits. However, being a couch potato for 11 months of the year and then exercising daily for a full month straight will not be as helpful to your health and could actually harm your body by not allowing the important balance between times of rest and times of exercise. So, balance has a required timing of each dimension to be in its proper place and order. A personal story will help illustrate this. When I began my radiology residency, I had just come from England working there in the United States Air Force as a flight surgeon, with no real job responsibilities on Sundays, which, in addition to the no-trading laws in England at the time, set up Sundays as a nice day of rest from the usual work and business week. However, when I entered my residency, I felt like I was behind my peers and needed to catch up by studying more and thought I needed to use all the days of each week for studying. After several months of this grind, I began feeling stressed out and anxious. I then remembered the Bible's commandment to keep the Sabbath day and decided to follow that by making Sundays a day of worship and a rest from studying. Well, in addition to my stress levels going down, I was also refreshed enough to make my studying more productive and effective. I did splendidly on all the required tests and passed my board examinations with flying colors. Several years later, I related my story to one of my radiology residents. He had been experiencing stress as well, so he decided to also make Sunday a day of rest for himself. He, too, benefited greatly from this psychologically and performed so well during his residency that he was named not only the outstanding resident in radiology, but for the whole hospital. By resting from work, we are then able to rest our bodies, engage in social relationships, and further our spiritual endeavors. How we go about optimally incorporating these dimensions will be the topic of a future episode when we discuss harmony. Another example of the importance of this balance and timing in another aspect of our humanity would be regarding meditation and prayer. Dr. Sanj Katyal, a fellow radiologist, in his article entitled Diagnosing Happiness, Lessons from Positive Psychology, said this, Although we can think of meditation as a training session for the mind to improve focus and attention, the remainder of the day is filled with stimuli that are designed to covet our attention. 
It is the mental equivalent to lifting weights for an hour in the morning and then spending the rest of the day on the couch watching TV while eating junk food. Most of us would not tolerate this level of physical laziness because we know how it will make us feel at the end of the day. Yet, we allow the same degree of mental laziness into our day and end up feeling tired, anxious, and stressed. Just like eating and drinking throughout the day are needed, so are spiritual practices. However, the importance of connecting with all of our dimensions of our humanity more throughout each day is really not a new concept. The notion that humans should strive for more of a continual presence with God in everything is the hallmark of several books and scripture verses. The book The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence tells the story of a 17th century Carmelite friar in France and his life as a humble cook in a monastery who incorporated God into everything from cooking omelets to picking up straw and all times in between. Another spiritual classic is The Way of a Pilgrim, which was written anonymously in the 19th century, describing a Russian's journeys throughout Russia practicing the Jesus Prayer. Both Brother Lawrence and our journeying Russian were prompted by the Bible, which has the compelling text written by the Apostle Paul in 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18, when he commands us to rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. All these texts and devotionals indicate the importance of incorporating more consistently and continually the spiritual dimension throughout our days. The monastic tradition actually incorporated this structurally within their days. They would have a set and balanced schedule of work, rest, and prayer. Undoubtedly, the monks were ahead of their day in using power naps to help them be both more productive and more peaceful. Although a schedule like theirs is not a guarantee of a flourishing and peaceful life, it certainly helped the monks in that direction. Our society has an epidemic of mental health problems. According to the National Institute of Mental Health, in 2020, an estimated 21 million, or 8.4% of all adults in the United States, had at least one major depressive episode. Furthermore, an estimated 19.1% of U.S. adults had an anxiety disorder in the past year. With overlap between the mental health problems, there was an estimated 52.9 million adults aged 18 or older in the United States with a mental illness. This represents 21% of all United States adults with 5.6% classified as having a serious mental illness. This affects even our adolescents who will have estimated 49.5% rate of mental illness sometime during the ages of 13 to 18, with 22% of those with mental illnesses classified as serious. The topic of burnout is also reaching epidemic proportions. According to Shanna Felt and colleagues in a 2022 edition of the Mayo Clinic Proceedings, there is a 25.2% prevalence of burnout in the general working population with an astounding 38.2% of physicians reporting one or more symptoms of burnout. Undoubtedly, we are a very out-of-balance people, and even the experts of health within medicine do not personally have a grasp on this problem. Much of these problems likely stem 
from our chronically overly busy and frenetic lives that are characterized by being out of balance. I know personally that when I am stressed out, that I am fundamentally out of balance. Although sometimes I need to exercise to regain balance, most of the time I find that I have neglected my spiritual dimension. Again, I then stop what I am doing and reconnect in the spiritual dimension by directing my thoughts and prayers to God. I usually begin by saying the Jesus Prayer, which is simply, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I may then ask for his peace and wisdom to know what to do, and arguably more importantly, what not to do. I find that I have a great sense of both peace and wisdom, and that I am strengthened and renewed to continue my day. After our philosophical reasoning and theological insights, I will add some medical knowledge that supports the concept of balance amongst the dimensions. The first example is the importance of regular exercise. There are innumerable scholarly articles supporting the notion that exercise is beneficial not only for our biologic health, but also our psychologic well-being. There are several meta-analyses and review articles that find regular exercise reduces anxiety and stress scores and may even have more impact on both preventing and treating depression. I know that doctors frequently say you need to exercise regularly for the health of your body, but it is also equally important to exercise for your psychologic well-being. We'll explore the root cause of this phenomena in later episodes when we talk about mutual subordination. Additionally, the power of prayer and meditation on our psychological well-being is now being medically proven. An article published in the prestigious Journal of the American Medical Association in 2014 entitled Meditation Programs for Psychological Stress and Well-Being, a Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis, showed when the authors analyzed multiple studies that meditation had a moderately beneficial effect on both anxiety and depression. The authors also stated the following, these small effects are comparable with what would be expected from the use of an antidepressant in a primary care population without the associated toxicities. So, if you want to realize flourishing in your psychologic dimension, then do something in both the biologic and spiritual dimensions. A prescription of regular prayer or meditation along with regular exercise might be exactly what the doctor may order. Just like there is a range of normal amongst people, there is likely a range of balance amongst our four dimensions. Thus, balance may look a little different for me than it does for you or your neighbor next door. For instance, some people may need either a little less or a little more sleep. Some may be able to work a bit more, while some a bit less each week. This range, in part, is dependent upon our balance amongst the four dimensions. If we have a solid balance amongst the dimensions, then we may be able to perform or flourish more completely than other people who may not be in an optimal sense of balance. Well, a definition of balance is usually the first place and not the last thing I would address. However, I can better define when I'm out of balance than give a definition of being in balance. When I'm out of sorts, it's easy. Then I'm out of balance. Easy enough. However, a positive definition of when we are in balance usually relies on my sense of flourishing and peace, which really doesn't define balance, but rather is a consequence of being in balance. My best definition of balance thus far is when each dimension is equally promoted, especially nourishing what we call the basic goods within each dimension, which is a topic 
we'll address specifically in episode five. So this week, when you're feeling anxious, stressed out, or just out of sorts, immediately ask yourself, what is out of balance? My experience is that it's usually our psychological dimension that is running roughshod over the other dimensions, and that I need to enter the other dimensions to restore balance to my life. However, it leads us to a good question of how do we really know that we are in a specific dimension, or are we merely psychologically inhabiting that dimension without actually truly entering it? The answer to this question lies in the next root concept of human flourishing, which I call self-transcendence, and we'll discuss that concept in our next episode. Check out our show notes at rootsofflourishing.buzzsprout.com for references and additional resources. Shoot me an email at rootsofflourishing at gmail.com with comments or questions. Until then, wishing you increased flourishing as we press toward the goal of completing our humanity.